Welcome back to the Lash Base Podcast. Today's episode is a great one. We have got Rachel Doyle of the Devon Lash Dolls in to talk about running your own lash salon. Rachel has been in the lash industry for a long time and she has been there and done it and got the t-shirt. She has so much perspective and advice that she can give and we had to have her on the Lash Base Podcast. This episode is packed full of value. So if you're thinking about getting staff and starting and running a salon, this episode is for you. Enjoy. Okay, so here we are then. Um, firstly, thanks for joining me, um, Rach. So for those that don't know you, please give us a brief overview of you and your Lash career. Um, so hello, my name is Rachel. I um, own a salon in Newton Abbott in Devon um, called the Devon Lash Dolls. Um, I started lashing in about 2014 and I opened up my salon in 2016. Nice one. Um, and what was for you, what was the reason for wanting to open a, a salon in the first place rather than keep doing it for yourself? Cause I guess, did you do it for yourself uh, yeah. for two years then? I did it for myself for a couple of years. I had it alongside, um, uh, like an admin job that I'd done for years yeah. um, and the reason I started doing lashes was because I had a my son he was like four at the time I think um, and I was just getting paid minimum wage for just doing long hours no appreciation um, and I just wanted a little bit of extra pocket money just to sort of not have to ask my husband for money for petrol and stuff like that because we were trying to juggle sort of childcare, and I was just thinking what can I do for myself that I can do in my own time um so it was never supposed to be what it is now um but yeah so I was working from home and then I just got really busy really quickly because obviously you know I know it's not a long time ago but um lashes were quite like new back then there was only kind of a few salons doing them they were really expensive so for what I was charging at the time um I just got so many clients so I was able to kind of slowly drop days in my other job before yeah. I kind of finally made the plunge to to leave and go full time but um yeah I never wanted to have a salon um I always said to clients and things like that that I would never have one but um I started teaching um I think in maybe early 2016 or maybe slightly earlier yeah um and I just needed some more space um I did a couple of courses from home and it just it just felt a bit odd and I was kind of um having to hire out another space lugging all the beds around and stuff like that so um that was mainly why I sort of opened the salon um and obviously I got so busy I had to close my book so um it was just kind of wanting to give other people an opportunity to be able to kind of work with me and take those clients that I couldn't do that's cool so initially then it was to find space because you need you, you were a trainer or wanted to go yeah. down the training route so yeah. you, you got yourself your own technically a training space as well as somewhere to get out of the house and not work from home yeah I mean I, I did love working from home um obviously there's no outgoings you know nothing like that but you it does get to a point that it kind of takes over your life because you it's very difficult to say no to people um yeah. when you're at home so I found that I was working all the hours. So I, I said I didn't work weekends, but I always did. Yeah. Um, I would get up really early on a Saturday and say do a client or late on a Sunday. Um, and I just wanted to be able to kind of 
go home from work, shut the door on it and not have, well, I say not have to think about it. I always think about it, but um, just have my home back as my home again. Um, yeah, and have those boundaries that... Yeah, and, you know, it was upstairs. Sometimes, you know, the kids would be in bed and stuff. And, yeah, it was nice just to be able to go to work. And, you know, some days I'd have weeks where I wouldn't leave the house. If I didn't have to do the school run, I would be in the house all week. Yeah. Um, and I'd just get a bit, you know, oh, I need to get out, so... Yeah, okay. Yeah. So with um, having your own salon, and I know there'll be a lot of people listening to this that think that's one of their goals and what they hope. And um, from how you've just, just described it, it sounds like the obvious thing and quite a straightforward thing, but I understand mm. that it definitely isn't. So no. <laughs> if you're okay to answer these, these questions, how, yeah. how much was the initial outlay for getting the salon and decorating it the equipment how did how did all of that happen because if you're working a minimum wage job and then doing lashes on the side yeah extra money so you can actually enjoy your life where did yeah. money come to invest in a salon in the first place and is it is it a big investment to get started well yeah I mean I was obviously I was working a lot and I was earning um you know decent amount of money but we got got we got married the same year as um I opened the salon so obviously that was quite a lot um yeah it was so busy um so I I did get a bank loan um I think for about 15 grand um but the salon that I got it was a wreck um so I did have to put a lot of money into that so I had to the whole lot had to be redecorated new heat had no heating no toilet no nothing um so everything had to be done um you know you've got to pay for your signage the whole front needed doing um obviously more equipment for more staff um so yeah I think all in all it probably was about 20,000 pounds wow even before I started yeah so I'm just gonna skip a couple of questions quickly because there was something I did want to talk about but I feel like it's relevant now um, yeah so when you first started you're already 20,000 down yeah and you had a salon that had spare beds and also i guess your training you wanted to carry on with where yeah. from the start was it have have you always been busy and like at what point did you technically make a profit or pay back all of the money that you had borrowed like how how has that gone um absolutely fine i always knew that even if i didn't have any staff I could make it work on my own and that's yeah. why I did it because I didn't want to have to rely on having other people there um obviously you know I've got my monthly payment for my loan which is nearly done um but it didn't really affect anything really because I had my full client base already um so even without the staff I could make it work and luckily where I live and, and the salon that I have the rent is really low um I don't have any business rates or anything like that so although it is a lot more to pay out. Um, I knew that even with maybe one member of staff, I, it, it was fine. So I've never actually made a loss at all. So it was always a case of you, you balanced the risk and reward and you knew that you could do this, even if yeah. you were just moving from your house into a salon. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Cause I was, I was so busy um, that I, I knew I could do it. Otherwise I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't have, um, wouldn't have risked it at all. So would you say, is that like a piece of advice you would give um, 
is it a case of people might want a salon but uh walk before you can run kind of thing yeah absolutely i just you know i knew i could make it work and um if i didn't have a full client base i don't think i would have done it because you i, I don't think you realize what you know it's not just your rent you know you've got your rent your bills um, business rates if you have it I now pay a service charge for my um, my shop um, even things like your music license um, yeah. that's a couple of hundred pound a year if not more um, there's all these other little things your insurances um, you know buildings insurance I have to pay so that's like a yearly amount that I have to pay um, so you know that it, there is a lot more than just your rent <laughs> We'll talk about the buildings insurance part of it in, in a little bit, because I remember it, to be fair, it feels like it was only recently, but I can imagine it was probably two or three years ago now that you had yeah. an incident in your salon um, for a huge leak. Oh my, yeah, I had a major flood. And that's just another yeah. part of having the responsibility of a salon. But yeah, we can come on to that part. Yeah. <laughs> so you've got a, um, a salon now. You've got mm -hmm. you've got staff. You've had staff come and go. Uh, all the yeah. things that that do come from going from a solo lash artist to actually having to be a manager of people. Uh, but yeah. for you, do you have self-employed or employed staff? Um, at the moment, I have self-employed. Um, the reason I went kind of down that route to begin with is because, to be completely honest, I I didn't even, I didn't have a clue. Um, I've never had a business. I've never done anything to do with owning a business. So I, for me, it was kind of the easiest route to go down, um, not having to worry about, you know, worrying whether we made enough, enough money to pay people, um, you know, maternity pay, holiday pay, pensions, you know, everything like that. So, and also as well, because I know of the potential earnings that you can make, I didn't want, I wanted people to earn as much money as they could. Yeah. Um, and not obviously, you know, get, you know, I think sometimes when people work in salons, they know how much they are earning for the business. And when they don't get a lot of it, um, it kind of sometimes doesn't seem fair. But um, and I think that's why I kept a lot of my staff for a really, really long time, because they were earning really good money. Yeah. Yeah, I, com I, I completely agree with that. I know that there are two sides to all of it. So there are people out there that do want the security of being able to have holiday paid, have pay, have um, a guaranteed amount of money coming in each month. Yeah. However, I just, for me, I just feel like with in the lash industry, as a lash artist, you're a creative person and you clearly are entrepre entrepreneurial enough to want to go it alone and be a lash artist. Yeah. Therefore, if you're going into a salon and only getting paid a wage. Yeah. And like you said, you, you know how much you could potentially earn if you were getting paid more of that money or doing it yourself. Um, yeah. I can see why if you're an employed member, like if you want a, a salon that's going to be really successful, really well known, you're going to want really good lash artists working with you. And if you're a really good lash artist, then it's one of those that it's more likely than not that you want to be doing it yourself because you're good enough. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's, it is really difficult to get the right staff, especially when you have a good reputation, because I can't just have anyone. Um, so it is difficult because I don't, I can't just have people that have just qualified because people expect a, a certain standard from us. Yeah. Um, but then equally, if someone's really good, um, they already have their own kind of established business. Why would they then want to work 
in somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's just about finding the right people that maybe don't have that space. Um, and they just, you know, they just want to pay somebody some rent just so they can, they can work with me. So. Yeah, exactly. And I guess it's uh, being part of a team, being a lash artist can often be quite lonely, can't it? If you're just working. Yeah, it can. I've, you know, I've, I remember like a couple of years where you think, Oh, I can't have a Christmas party cause I don't have any, like, I don't have any one to go with or, <laughs> You know, it is nice. I still have days, you know, the odd days now where I'm on my own and I do quite like it, but I also like it when the salon's busy and I've got other girls there, you know, to kind of have a laugh and, you know, have some fun with. So Yeah, and bounce back and forward off us. Yeah, absolutely. That's only normal, that's only a natural thing to think. But with this then, um, all sounds positive, all sounds excellent. So mm. you ever consider packing it all in and going solo again? Um, no. No, I, I don't think so. I feel, I'm so proud of like my shop and, you know, what I've done and I wouldn't want to be at home again. Um, no, no, not entered my head so far. Nice one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what advice would you give yourself when you first started? So obviously a few years back now, if you could go and speak to Rachel now, what would you say that you think might actually improve? <laughs> um i would i'd probably say to kind of have a look a look into a bit more of what it takes to kind of run a business um i am a bit of a anxious i do suffer with anxiety so i do find it quite difficult to manage people yeah um or i did um and i've i've had a lot of issues with that in the past because i don't like to be confrontational i don't like to tell people what to do um and it yeah it is really difficult and i think you have to if you're going to have your own salon and you're going to have staff you have to understand that people will come and go and that people's perhaps their worth ethic isn't the same as yours um yeah, yeah. you know you feel like they might be loyal but they're not um so you just have to accept that people will come and go and i just i wish i'd kind of looked into that a bit more before i started yeah, I um, think that is very interesting. I don't actually think that's something that you te you technically can learn without experience. Yeah, and I'm I'm so much better now. Like I know what I want, I know who I want, I know what I'm what I deserve out of, you know, staff and stuff like that and what they deserve from me as well. Um so it is a shame that I have to, I've had to kind of learn from my mistakes. Yeah. Um, but I think you have sometimes you have to um, in order to kind of grow. Um, so, yeah, maybe maybe that part of it, I would have kind of thought about a bit more. I just think, though, with that. Yeah, you, you never know really who you're going to get coming to work no. you until you spend some time with them. And that's something that lash artists need to understand you can be the like the best lash artist in the world but having those people management skills having to understand what exactly everything you've just said which you've clearly yeah. through experience is a whole other thing like i um so i do feel that for feel for you for that um yeah so along those lines what would you say uh is the hardest part of running a salon Oh, stuff. <laughs> it, it, it honestly is. It's, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. Um, because, you know, I, I know how I want my 
business to be run and I know that I like to be professional and I know that I'm all about making sure that clients are happy and stuff like that. And, you know, don't get me wrong, all the staff that I've had are amazing at what they do. Um, but sometimes they don't, you know, work the same as you um, and stuff like that. So I would just, yeah. Oh, sorry. I totally forgot what the question was then. <laughs> the hardest part of running a salon. Is yeah it would be getting the right stuff absolutely okay and i guess that's yeah. the thing that you'll probably continue to make mistakes with for the rest of your career um yeah i guess so i mean i've got such a great team now um and that is because of the mistakes that i've made in the yeah. past but you know i can shut my door on my salon now and i do not think about it yeah um if they're there if they're not there um, I know that I'm going to go in the next day and it's going to be clean and tidy and their clients are looked after. Um, and that's when you know it's right. If you're coming home and you're worried about it or you're anxious about it, then, then something's not right. Um, and because of the way I am, I, you know, you do let, the, you let these things go on for a really long time and you're the only one that's upset about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I've learned, I've learned from that to, you know, just, put it all out there at the beginning, tell people what I expect and just hope that, you know, it all goes all right. How are you now with confrontation then? I still hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I still hate it. I like absolutely hate it. But I, I don't, I, I just can't imagine having it now because I don't have anyone that would need, I would, where I would need to be confrontational. Oh, I get you. So you've managed to set certain boundaries, expectations. Um, yeah. You've, you've got the right people from the start anyway. So yeah. that it, yeah, that's clever. That's good. Yeah. And I've learned as well, you know, obviously all the girls that I have, they've got their own businesses as such. Um, but they're all really, you know, they're really grateful to be working with me and I'm happy for them to kind of, you know do their own thing promote their own business but there is you know there's no kind of crossover there is you're either at my shop or you're at home um and there's no kind of mixing it up in between um yeah. so yeah it just works really really well nice one okay well in that case what's the best bit about running salon um the best bit um oh, it's just something like, i'm just really proud of it like i just I'm really proud of myself from, you know, six years ago, whatever, just having a job that I hated um, and just having a salon that people have heard of and they know of and, you know, just having, you know, people recommend you and stuff like that. It's just such a nice feeling to have. Um, and obviously when you've got something like that, you're always thinking of the next thing that you can do and, you know, how you can grow and maybe make it bigger or better. Um, so yeah, it would be that, I think. Yeah, that's, and that definitely shows the entrepreneur in you, definitely, and that you found your passion and you get job satisfaction from everything that you're doing. So yeah, and I, you know, it's like I think a lot of people that do this job feel the same. Like I, I've never done a job before that I've loved. I've just gone to work because I have to go to work. Um, but I don't ever get up and think, oh, I've got to go to work today. So it's not. It's almost like it's not a job. So no, that's it's a great place yeah, to get. To I love it. Definitely. Yeah okay um well then from that tell us one funny or bad or whatever story from the salon be involving staff or clients so something that may have happened 
at the salon to you or to staff or to clients? Um, um, okay, so a few years ago, I had a party in the shop, um, left the shop, went out for the night. Um, and then when I was at home in the middle of the morning, I have CCTV in my salon <laughs> and it alerts me if somebody obviously goes in there in the night. And um, yeah, one of my members of staff had taken somebody back there. I knew this was going to be the answer to the question. I've, I've been telling this story to the staff at Lash Face for yeah. most of this week. It is crazy. And yeah. you got as well a way, a speaker on your CCTV so you can talk through. I mean, yes, I, I do. Yeah, I do have it so I can talk through it if I want to. Um, obviously, all the girls know it's there. Um, you know, sometimes if they're in there and I'm at home, I'll be like, hi. Um, but I do, you know, obviously I never, I never look at it unless it goes off. Um, but yeah, you know, I have had instances where it's gone off in the middle of the night and I know exactly what's happening. <laughs> Not that I can see it. A member, um, a member of staff has, uh, met someone on a night out and decided to use your salon. Yes. Nice. How does non-confrontational Rachel deal with that one? Um, non-confrontational Rachel never ever talked about it. <laughs> never, never, never mentioned it. Never said anything. Well, but now I would have something to say about it. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're listening, whoever you are. <laughs> um, okay, so going forward for you and Devin, the Devin Lash Dolls, uh, what mm -hmm. are your plans for the future? Um, I've got, um, potential, ex potentially expanding, nice. um, in the pipeline, um, maybe next year. Um, obviously I've got my training academy now, so I'm always sort of on the lookout for other trainers kind of in other parts. You are country. building a pretty, pretty special team, I must admit. Yeah, I'm so proud of the girls that I've got on my team. Um, they've done amazing and they're just so lovely. And yeah. they've just, you know, obviously it's something else, again, I've never done. So I'm kind of, they're learning with me. Um, and they're so supportive because obviously, again, you know, you have to make mistakes. Things come up that we don't know how to deal with and we all deal with it together. So, um, so yeah, it's that. But again, I don't want to rush into it i don't just want to take anyone on they've got to be right yeah. um and also as well you know the two girls that i have got they've always taken an interest in my brand and in my business yeah so yeah. i i knew they were right whereas i don't you know i don't just want to have somebody on my team who just wants to teach yes, yes. um if they don't know me or they don't you know know my brand or you know anything like that you know i don't i'm not not interested yeah well that was to be fair that was that was the often the way that we were trying to go when we did the lash base training as well um yeah back then and so how since like the industry's opened again how how's training going in terms of is it busy this is just i'm asking this from a point of view of people be excited that the industry's growing still um and oh yeah i've still i'm still busy with teaching um it kind of I, I get some weeks where I don't have any bookings and then all of a sudden um I'll get an influx um 
yeah, I'm still really, really busy with teaching and I've got, you know, a few new courses that I haven't had before, um, you know, changed them up a little bit. So yeah, no, it's really good. Um, yeah, still really busy. And, you know, I've still got a full client base as well. So I just do enough to kind of keep me ticking over really. Perfect. So people are still getting their lashes done. People are still learning to do this and, um, the industry's going going well that's nice to hear definitely. yeah absolutely perfect okay so um got a few questions that i'm going to try and ask every every guest that we have on um and they're pretty pretty quick fire i'd say so um okay and it, I, I might remove this question depending on who i'm speaking to if i know the answer uh, <laughs> your favorite adhesive um so i do love a bit of lash base crystal plus use that in my kits for my students nice. um yeah for some reason a clear adhesive seems to work really well in my salon so we'll go for that one yeah nice one. <laughs> okay most used lash map or style um kitten mostly although i do loads of the uh fox fox eye at the minute that does seem popular that's yeah. really popular yeah <laughs> Okay, and uh, most embarrassing thing to happen during lashing, either to you or to a client? Um, most embarrassing. We had a lady, um, a, a mature lady. Um, she had a hot flush as she was having her lashes done, so we had to undress her <laughs> <laughs> while she was having her lashes done um, and laid there with no top on oh, for lovely. the duration of her appointment. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Especially knowing your salon with the glass windows as it's well. It's completely open. Yeah. But bless her. Nice. I've had so many. I, I could go on and on and on for hours about things that have happened in my shop. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so biggest accomplishment to date. Um biggest accomplishment. I've probably I mean, I've got quite, I've got a few, obviously opening the salon. Um, but I love, um, obviously I've, I've taught loads of people now. I've taught loads of students and I just love seeing my students doing the same thing that I've done. So like seeing people that you've trained that have, you know, that they've had children or they're in jobs that they hate like me. Um, and they've been able to, you know, from my training, they've been able to go on and, with my advice and stuff, open their own salons, do their own training um, and stuff like that and like completely change their lives like I did. So I find that, I love that. I love that I've been able to help people do that. Um, so yeah, it'll probably be that. And also having my daughter like a couple of years ago, I never thought I would be financially stable enough to have another child. Um, so to be able oh, to have her- How are you her, juggling it with, with uh, uh, Ren for everybody that doesn't know. <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah, she's a little. Um, oh, she she's so she's so loud. She's so funny, but she is full on. Um, but she's you know she's in childcare now, and you know me and John juggle my husband. We John you know we juggle her together. Yeah. Um. So she's at you know childcare at the moment Monday to Friday. Um. So it's fine. You know, it it was difficult because obviously I had to cut my hours right down when she was yeah. born, but because I had the salon and because I had the girls there, I was able to kind of do that. Um, you know, I did only, I was only off for four weeks, but it, it just worked, but I would never have been able to do that or even had a thought about doing that if I hadn't, 
if I hadn't had the shop. Yeah, nice one. Okay. Um, well, lash product you couldn't lash without. So I would have to say my premium lashes, but now I can't use them because <laughs> you've got them. <laughs> well, um, this is it's a good point actually. They are <laughs> um, for anyone listening. Little plug: the premium lashes are down to eight ninety nine. Moment. And no bargain. I bought them all, by the way, so now I can buy any. I don't tell anyone because I need them all. <laughs> <laughs> I do love your brown lashes though as well. Um the LBX brown lashes. Um, well, when you when you see what's coming, you may um you may you may change your mind. I, I'm not gonna say too much during okay. the but, uh, I know you need to find me a replacement. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I can use LBX, but I don't know what it is about the premium ones. Just for me, in the way that I do lashes, they just they just work. So yeah, and I, I also think you're, uh, this is something that we're going to have to battle with as as a brand. Obviously, we've had those premium lashes for about twelve years now. Um, yeah, and they are we've sold hundreds of thousands. It might even be if you'd work it out, we could have sold over a million trays. I don't I don't know. Um, yeah. One of the things that we're going to try and be sensitive and careful with is um, people don't like change. If I hate change. If there's something you find that you're good at and you like and you get on with, it is hard when you have to have to change. But um, mm. there are there are reasons for the change. All positive. Yeah, oh, I I feel so much like that. Like everything that's happened, you know, maybe that's been negative in my whole career doing lashes, it's always ended up being a positive. Yeah. So, you know, like with having the salon or staff or, you know, lash base ending the training, it's all ended up being really positive for me. So, you know, yeah. something might come along and I'm, you know, it'll be fine. I'll be fine. <laughs> You'll be fine. <laughs> Keep telling yourself. I'll be fine. Be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. <laughs> okay, right. So what do you like least about the lash industry? Um... Oh, I say this all the time. What I hate the least is people who can't support each other. Um, it's a, I think it's all across, it's across the board for the whole of the beauty industry, I think. But um, lashes especially, you know, there's so many people around me here that do lashes and we all get on. Um, but you always get the odd one who, you know, people can't seem to be <laughs> like supportive or be happy for somebody else if they start doing lashes. Um, which is, and I'm sure that happens all over everywhere. Um, you know, I can't do lashes because so-and-so does lashes or I can't do this because she does that. It's like, why, why is, why is the beauty industry like that? Because if you did another job, like if you worked in a bank and then your friend went and worked in a bank, you wouldn't be like, oh, you can't do that. Yeah. But for some reason this, that in this industry can be like that. And it really bothers me. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There is, um, I guess it's like you said, it's across most of most of life. To be fair, you you, mm. you can get people that are are like that, um, and the lash industry can be a little bit competitive in that regard. I guess because I guess there's that fear of, well, if you're now doing it, that's going to take from me. When yeah, the case there's there is more than enough to go around for everybody. No one's taking from anyone. Like what's yours is yours. Yeah, and I always think as well, if you're really established and you're, you know, you're really good at what you do, your clients aren't going to leave you for someone who's just trained. Yeah. Um, 
and you know I might have lost the odd client over the years because if their sister or something starts doing lashes which is totally understandable um but you know people you know they come and go and you just if you know if you lose your clients and they go somewhere else you get another one yeah exactly. um, it's all and it's all it's all brand isn't it and I know I've been yeah this for a long time like if you provide a good service good uh, great lashes um, yeah then if someone comes along that's cheaper or newer or whatever then they're not gonna they're not gonna choose to leave you because they're the, they're the, they're your client they're the client for you and if they do leave you then they're not your client yeah exactly yeah yeah cool okay so what do you like most about the lash industry um most i love um i love how it changes all the time um you know new techniques new styles um you know it has changed so much since i have started that it just it kind of keeps you on your toes a bit because you know you get excited to do something new i'm sure it's like that with everything but um i just there's always something new to try there's always some other style to do um, you never finish learning when it comes yeah to exactly yeah you can like you, you just can't learn enough and i still learn something every day you know i agree yeah. okay um and two two final questions are you going to the lash base party in december i am i am yeah coming with all my um all the girls at the shop and my trainers so yeah it'll be good fun and john your husband oh and john yeah john's coming he, <laughs> he got really annoyed that <laughs> yeah he was really annoyed that he wasn't invited so <laughs> and he Good. does help me a lot he doesn't obviously work for me but um he's done so much for me so i thought i better bring him <laughs> yeah he was he was part of the um decorating team at the salon wasn't he back in the day yeah he was he was there till like midnight doing everything for me and stuff so he still comes in every now and again and tells me off because the light bulb's gone and changes it or tries to get rid of pigeons or whatever so yeah <laughs> he's great good okay and finally then where can everyone find you um so i've got a website um lashdolls.co.uk instagram at the devon lashdolls um so yeah perfect and we yeah, we'll put um links to everything in this when we publish the podcast as well um but i think that about wraps up this episode and this chat thanks so much rach for that's okay my pleasure speaking. i feel like you've provided so much value and perspective to people that are considering starting their own salons and having staff which way they want to go with it uh, because you've been, although technically seven, eight years or, or however long it's been that you've been in the industry and the grand scheme of life isn't a long time in the lash industry, that's almost like forever. Yeah. You've been there, you've done it and you have the experience. Um, and yeah. And, it, you know, I have, like I said earlier, I've learned from so many mistakes. So if any, you know, if anyone wants any advice or needs any help, I'm happy to help. Um, because it would, you know, be nice to help people not make the same mistakes that I did. Yeah. Because um, I think a lot of people do go into it like I did, completely naive and just not having a clue and just kind of coasting along. Um, but if you can kind of get rid of those issues before they're even started, you can focus on growing your business rather than stupid little issues that maybe didn't need to arrive, arise anyway. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay, well, um, I will leave it there. 
thanks very much for joining us Ray and to everybody no else, we'll be back with more episodes and more interviews next week thanks very much that's all right bye